It's our tournament special here on the ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast, taping on a Sunday, a week away from Selection Sunday, two days away from tip-off from the Verizon Center Tourney of time. the play-in, play-in, play-in games. The Cellar Dwellers will take the floor Tuesday night, folks, and we're going to break it down for you on this special edition of the ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast. I'm Luke Near, your host as always, in studio with us, the voice you heard interjecting there, Taylor Pilkington in the flesh for the first time in a while. Welcome back, Taylor. It's been a minute. Thank you. He's Glad a father now, but he is uh, he's returned to us and he's gracing us with presence because it's a big week. I think this might be the biggest week of the year, perhaps the most critical podcast of the year. We're going to find out the ACC first team, the second team, the player of the year, the coach of the year, which I, you, you could call the COI. Some people call it the COI. I call it the, mm. the POI for player the of the year. Wow. We're going to find that out this afternoon. Boy. So we're going to give, we could give a fake ballot. We might do that later on. But the premise of the program, we're going to review this past week, the final week of the regular season. Then we will take a look at the ACC tournament, which will, which is called the New York Life ACC tournament for some odd reason. And then we'll go over the first and second team in that postseason accolades. So that's what our, our agenda looks like this afternoon. Gentlemen, Glad to see you. Happy to be here. Ready for the ACC tournament. Can't wait. It's March. March, baby. It is March. And the reason I say this is the most critical week for us is because after this week, we're only going to have, what, six, seven teams to follow? Six? Seven? What do you think? Seven. Are you sure? Is Pitt in? Seven projected. So Lenardi actually has them both as, what, the, the last buys? Both Pitt and Syracuse. The last four in. No, not first, the last four in. The last uh, buys. Or, like, not not on the fe- first four. Okay. Whatever, whatever the terminology is for that. So, I, I don't really even feel like reviewing last week. Let's just review yesterday, which was Saturday. Final day of conference play in the regular season. Let's begin with this matchup, NC State-Notre Dame. <clears throat> A lot of questions about the Irish heading in after getting throttled. They fell 68-50. That... Number is ingrained into my head. I don't have it in front of me. I just know they lost 68-50 to because they got blown out of their own building by Miami. But they respond with an 89-75 win over NC State. But it is NC State, guys. I'm not taking too much into that result. I'm still a little bit low on the Irish despite the fact that they are the four seed. What about you two? Yeah, I mean, this game, I always felt like it sets up perfectly for Notre Dame. I mean, NC State is a team that wants to score and doesn't want to focus on defense. And Notre Dame's the same way, and they want to play that way. And it was a pretty close game up until, what, I don't know, three-quarters of the way through, and then Notre Dame exploded and went on a run, and that was it. Is Notre Dame Carolina kryptonite? Uh, I'm going to say, I, I don't think so, no. Nothing in particular, but okay. I, I think they... Just putting it out there. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that they are dangerous just because of the fact that their offense is so good. Those two could meet in the semis. Right. And I'll give yeah. the case for Notre Dame and making the semis momentarily. But that'll come later on once we get into the Duke discussion. But uh, Guthrie, go ahead and yeah. chime in. I, I, think, see it. I think actually uh, North Carolina matches up pretty well against Notre Dame uh, from North Carolina's perspective. Notre Dame struggles sometimes in defensive rebounding. Their defense obviously is not on the same level as their offensive efficiency. Um, and, yeah, they rely a lot on knocking down shots. And if if they're cold from outside, then I don't know. 
I feel like it's their a good offense. Good thing they can all knock down shots. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Rex Rex Fluger, man, he has come on strong. He's looking pretty good. Every game I watch him, every play, I think, you know, oh, they're just a bunch of three point shooters with Zach August in the middle, and then Vasteria like pump fakes and goes to the rim. Sure. And, does some sort of there. crazy finger there. roll that makes me think. Yeah. I could see him playing in the Euro leagues, and yeah. you know, if he, if he's drafted by the Spurs, he could have a very profitable NBA career. Can I tell you something else? This just came to mind because I was thinking about hair because you brought up Fluger and his ridiculous hair. Your hair has since grown out since the last time I saw right. you, and you had the ridiculous Bryce Harper tight on the sides. I was going for the Bryce yeah. in the middle. I'm 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 glad your hair is back to normal. <laughs> Would you ever go back to a cut like Fluger or any of these other Jersey clowns we see? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. You enjoyed it that much? Yeah. I will tell you, this is going to make me uh, take what you will from this. You can judge me if you want, but um, the place I was going to get my hair cut is kind of a trendy, you know, men's barbershop of the new pay? age. How much did you pay? Uh, twenty twenty five dollars, which is the same as every place, right? Um, I mean that's pretty standard. That's if it's pretty not, standard. If it's not like if you, you want know, to get like a special tight on the sides, big time swoop in the front. I mean I live is in that the, the, I live the in an urban rate? area. Okay, this is a big city. We, you know, the standard of living is a little higher than maybe some places. You're used okay, to. just you know Charlottesville. <laughs> yeah, little old Charlottesville. It's, I I used to growing up go down to you know the little, the little, mom and pop neighborhood barbershop store, and it was. I remember it was a big deal when it went from nine dollars to ten dollars for a haircut. That was a huge deal. Yeah, you know. Well, I know where the Virgi- I know where the Virginia guys go. If you're interested in taking a trip down next time you're in Charlottesville, if you want to go and get some some of the inside scoop, I can tell you where they go. Yeah, yeah. isn't it isn't it off Main Street? Right, it's like over by I'm where not gonna, we're not going to tell the public this. Oh, right. I have always you know, I have always enjoyed uh, uh, London Peranto's hair. That's the hair I want to get. I have to grow it out and up a little bit more, but that's my desirable. The pharaoh? That's yeah. what I call it. Exactly, it is. That's exactly like that. Yes, that's what I want. Okay, I'm glad you're you're no longer looking like a fluger though in studio. It it, it distracted me last time we talked. <laughs> back to basketball. Other games of note: Clemson, Boston College, sixty-six fifty. Tigers win in Chestnut Hill, and BC goes zero and eighteen. Round of applause, guys. That is not easy to do. Poor BC. Yeah. <laughs> Poor BC. I feel. I, I did tell I you the best BC. chance they had all year was against NC State, and that did indeed turn close. out to be the best chance of yeah, the year. Yeah, they were winning by one with like a second and change left. It was. I mean, I told you, man. Win- winless in both basketball and football in ACC play this year. Yeah, mm. that's rough. Tough. Mm. And they're going to be Tough winless in the ACC ball. tournament. Well, wait a minute. Who do they play? Oh, they play Florida State. Florida State will win. Florida State's the 11 seed. Let's go yeah. there next. They they won against Syracuse, but. What just a, what a disgrace of a regular season from that team. Eight and ten in conference play, eighteen and twelve. Uh, congratulations, you beat Syracuse on your home floor in the finale. But I, I'm still mad at that. I don't know team. if it was a disgrace. Team, we were just upset that we had such high hopes for them. That it, team should not fulfill. have finished eleventh place. Yeah, they dropped some games they probably shouldn't have. But honestly, like the bottom of the ACC is not as. It's not as dire as it's been in That's the past That's true. Years. However, let me say this. Can I mean, we stop pretending the bacon that... and Beasley are the best things in sliced bread? Can we stop pretending that? Mm, I mean, I I actually like them a lot. If they stay, which I think is a decent possibility. Why? I mean, I don't know. It's not particularly a, a it's strong a, draft. It's a but, bad draft. It's a really bad draft. Yeah, but, but I mean, I think – I don't know that either – like. 
Bacon will probably go would probably go in the first round if I I, I don't know I haven't, I haven't looked, looked at any I haven't looked draft at mocks I yeah I haven't either yeah. but that's just mm-hmm. like speculation but I I don't know I feel like Beasley probably won't go if you can shoot there's always and you're athletic and you can play defense there's always a place for you now Wait, three it, and D and I feel like both of them could fit that right uh, I I'm just throwing it out there yeah. it's just an angle I'm tossing out there and if I would have told you before the season started that the 48th ranked team by Kinnipalm efficiency at the end of the year would be 8 and 10 in the ACC, right? And 11th in the conference. I mean, that's kind of crazy. They don't if you look at the numbers and everything and they don't they don't rank out that bad. It's just ugh. Here's my last point on Florida State because every time I tune into a Florida State game, all I hear are the commentators, and I know what it's like to be a play-by-play commentator, and you have to come up with some sort of angle or story to tell, and generally it's it's not one that's very rash or You going always out do on a good limb. job when you're doing it. Well, I don't do basketball games. I wish I did basketball. I do the lesser sports like soccer, lacrosse. Well, let's not say things. lesser. Well, Different. yeah. In Different. college, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but every time you tune into a Florida State broadcast, there's someone gushing over Bacon and Beasley and saying how fantastic they are. Well, if they're that great, then win more than eight games in the conference. Go 500 at least. Yeah. That's all, that's all I'm saying. If these guys are, are the greatest thing that you've seen in freshmen, then how come they're not producing like Brendan Ingram is or, I don't know, name another star freshman out there. It doesn't have to be the ACC. Chase Cheater. Okay. Brian Crawford. That, that's, that's the last thing I'll say Brian on Florida Crawford. State. Florida State, if they win, they'll play Virginia Tech. No, so, but here's the thing that you – here's. let me ask you this question then. I know you're down on them because – we, I'm mad. We had expectations. I'm just really mad. You feel you're not mad, but you're personally disappointed. I feel betrayed. That's how I feel. Yeah. Uh, do you think that they are one of those teams that maybe they kick it into high gear, they find their groove, and they hit? They realize that potential come tourney time. Do they maybe find something extra? Whether it's you know they're working harder or they start to kind of Could, coalesce together. Is this is this a team that maybe we should look for to kind of. Do something unexpected? I will say yes just because they have a great draw and they can get to the semis if they – And they have they talent. T- if they take care of business against Virginia Tech, which I think they should. I mean, they're going to beat Boston College. Cool. Come on. Yeah, we, yeah we'll, we'll accept that they're going to beat – I apologies to all our fans and in Boston what's out what's there. Our, what's our – But we m- think Florida State will probably from beat Chestnut Hill? Who's our yeah. main man? What's you like Carter. No, <laughs> no, the degenerates main man. Oh, oh, is is, is it what? Mike? Is his name What's, Michael? Uh, I'm not sure. We'll, I can't remember. He's got a hard last name to say, so yeah. I'm not going to try to say it. But sorry, we love you. Avid but Florida State's going to march on, and then they get Virginia Tech, which is a great team to see. I guess in the the round of sixteen, right? I mean, compared to not the round of sixteen, but you know what I'm saying. The, the second round, not the quarters, the the round before the quarters. Right. Yeah, the, the second. That's a great team to see there. We should make a 30 for 30 how Virginia Tech got the sixth seed. I was going to say, ACC it is kind of crazy to think that Virginia Tech is the sixth seed. I know, and I was wrong about that, and I'm going to have to eat a lot of pie, humble pie. <laughs> I, I actually might have to eat my shoe because I had a bet with an analyst on this. Virginia Tech is, is looking better, though. Do you trust that team away from home? Mm. Well, it's a neutral side. It's not really their, It's not an away game. It's not like they're playing an away game. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We need to finish reviewing right. yesterday, and then we'll take a look at tournament picks, odds, projections, well, we, gambling insights, and more. We could talk about Miami, Virginia Tech. Like, that was... Let's get into that game. Yeah. That 
butt kicking. Wow. I mean, if if there was a case to be made for Virginia Tech turning a corner, this game was it. Like they looked unbelievable. Like Miami made a really strong push at the start of the second half. Yeah, and that push cut the game to six, and then Sheldon McClellan was like beating his chest as if <laughs> I don't know what what he was doing. Yeah, I wouldn't be beating my chest if I'm down six to Virginia Tech, and then Buzz call a timeout. VT hit some threes. Yeah, and that was all she wrote. Like, but that sieve of a Miami defense just comes out when they're not in their building. Mm. I don't know how to explain it. They turn into a sieve away from home. It's incredible. Yeah. No, it is. You it can is. get anything you want there. You yeah. Can, you can get looks at the rim. You can get looks from three. You can get anything you want if yeah, you're not Seth, playing at home. Seth Allen was, was getting to the rim at will. Zach Lede was getting wide open jumpers and crashing the glass and being effective on the offensive glass. And uh, Justin, Justin uh, Bibbs hit five threes in the game. Now, I still believe in that Miami offense because of how they decimated Notre Dame. I thought that was pretty impressive. I think the the Miami – yeah, the Miami offense is very good. and But I, I think their defense, it just – it can it – can, it's not a defense that forces turnovers a lot and it doesn't, like, pressure you into turning the ball over. It doesn't, you know, get a lot of steals. And I think that sometimes – I think that sometimes they can – if they have a breakdown, one man – breaks down, they are not a defense that is built to recover quickly. And it that's they get exposed. And if they're all their matchups work perfectly, which you know, they have a lot of good individual defenders, but then if, if one of those break breakdowns come, it's not a like a pack line or a you know sure. somebody that can you know, some sort of zone matchup like Syracuse where they can recover very quickly. And if Jakiri doesn't show up that team is in deep trouble. They need rim protection. That is badly, the difference yes. between Virginia and Miami. Miami is dependent on outstanding play from one interior player. Virginia, if kills off, they could still get by. But Miami, on the other hand, cannot. That's the difference I see in those two teams right now. And the drop. I mean, the drop off from Jakiri to their other rim defenders is is big. And they play Cruz Yuseda, who is not really a true on offense. He certainly doesn't play interior. He's he's a three point shooter. And on on defense, that he, that kind of shows too. He's not he's not the rim protector and rebounder that Jakiri is. And if you get Jakiri in foul trouble, or you find a way to uh, work the system so that um, Jakiri is is mismatched or taken out of it on defense, it makes a huge difference for Miami. Question like, question about Miami. Yeah. What's the deal with Jaquan Newton? Is he <laughs> is he hurt or something? I like, thought he was hurt, and then he played against Virginia. Yeah, right? but he hasn't played. He went down, he went down in, the, in the North Carolina game, remember? Yeah. That injury. But right. then he played against Virginia, right? He definitely played. Uh, yes, I think so. He wasn't hitting all the threes. Was that, was he hitting the threes, or was it um, Davon Reed? Uh, I can't remember. I think it was Davon Reed. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. But like, he hasn't played the, the previous three games. I can't remember if he's hurt or there's something else. Well, then I guess he... If he didn't, I guess he didn't play against Virginia. And that's a big no, no, loss. No, no, no. So he didn't play Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, Louisville. Last game he played was Virginia. And he, oh, okay. but he played limited minutes. In yeah, yeah. I think normal. Like even though he's not a starter, he usually plays like decent, a decent number of minutes. Yeah, it's a, it's a big loss for them if when he's not playing. Yeah. Do you for sure? Do you have anything to say about Georgia Tech and Pitt? Either of you? I, I think, did not watch this game. Uh, I think well, Pitt has to win this, I think, if they want to stay on the right well, side lost. of the bubble. Oh, oh, that oh. <laughs> You're already looking ahead to the, I'm the, the, the tournament. Okay. Excuse me. 
No, okay, well, that's that's devastating then. (laughs) (laughs) Recent developments. Uh, They're 20 and 10. They went 9 and 9 in conference play. After what? Did they have one loss in the non conference? Oh, we were were talking about them as, you know, can Pitt win the league, I think, earlier on. Uh, I think Vegas Mike was the only one who was touting that one. Vegas Mike was also has Jakiri on his first team, which is uh, no. But, yeah, no, I didn't. I did not watch this game. Uh, this was what in the afternoon yesterday. I forget there was some, there was some other game on. That okay, we were watching. how about this? Pitt plays Syracuse. I know I'm jumping ahead to our next segment in the ACC tournament. Second round, right? Yes. Yeah, so they're not in the play-in games, right. but they're the eight in the, nine game. They're in the eight nine game. Here's my question. For the good of the league, Syracuse, can you just drop this one? Let your old rivals have it. Because <sighs> if Pitt gets balanced, I don't know. What if someone comes out of nowhere and wins a conference championship and gets an automatic bid? Which happens pretty much every year, right? Well, well oh, Wichita oh. State just lost, right? I'm just saying how they close. Might, oh, yeah, in other, tr- other conferences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. certainly. Yeah, and steal, someone's going to win. That yeah, bid. so I'm saying with the at-large bids... Um, does Pitt really have to start worrying if it loses game? It's called game three of the ACC tournament. If they lose to Syracuse, uh, it will be tough. And I mean, I wish we could have asked our Janet Cohn on the selection committee when we talked with her last about Pitt specifically, but I, they might be in one of the playing games or they might even drop entirely. If I think they could games. drop entirely if they lose. Yeah, they could. They have their best win is what, Duke? Yeah. I mean, is that a great win? At Notre Dame. At Notre Dame is actually probably a better win than Duke at home. Yeah, you might be right. And Syracuse, I feel like they can. Uh, I feel like they can get by with a loss. It hurt them why. that they lost to Florida State. They have prestige factor, which is helpful. And apparently, for what we heard about the committee saying that we're not going to buy too much into the games they lost without Jim Beheim, which still which baffles crazy. my I, mind. Yeah, yeah. It makes no sense at all. I mean, that means the suspension is worthless practically, but I don't know. Yeah, Syracuse is in a pretty interesting position, I think. Uh so we were talking about this yesterday and in our eyes, like they were solidly in. Their RPI right now is fifty seven. They have some really, really good wins at Duke, Notre Dame, Texas A and M. The Texas A and M one certainly looks a lot better now that Texas A and M won the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean that's, that's I great. remember watching that game and thinking is, is a solid win. I still think Syracuse Probably, if if you pl- replay that Texas A and M Syracuse game, you know ten times, Texas A and M would win most of them. And I thought watching that game that Texas A and M looked like the more consistently stable team. But that was a good win for them in retrospect. I mean, yeah. Syracuse played battle, well battle for Atlantis, team, yeah. right? That's right. Battle Can I ask you a question? Battle about, numeral for Atlantis. Can I ask Never you a question forget. about Syracuse? Do you ever wonder? I was wondering this watching last yesterday with Guthrie was watching with me. In the loss to Florida State, what do you think Jim Beheim thinks when Trevor Cooney's just jacking up misses? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? At he's two oh, for yeah. ten. Oh, he's yeah. two for ten. But just it's clear that Cooney him. has the green light. Like he has authorized he needs, Cooney. He needs to rescind the green light. Why does he have the green light? I. This is year four he, of nonsense. Yeah. Well, so there are. If games. I was a Syracuse fan, I'd be. I'd be very I'd mad. Be, I'd be yeah, upset. Yeah. Syracusefan.com has threads devoted to Trevor Cooney. Not getting the green yeah, light. It's, anymore. it's frustrating for Syracuse. I'm I'm convinced that Jim Beheim, every time Cooney misses a shot, he thinks to himself, 
hmm, Jerry McNamara sure has been playing for me for a long time, and he looks a little different. Shooting is not quite as good. but That's like, a good point. Any moment now, he's going to catch fire. Have you ever seen someone who was such a fan favorite? Or, you know, generally fan favorites have some kind of name like, ooh, you know, or eeth, you know? You know what I mean? Those, like, those role players who are like fan favorites, and every time they do My something good, good you. you can hear like, cool, and then the, the broadcasters have to say, they're actually not booing him. They're uh, saying right, his yeah, name. Yeah. You know those type of players? He yeah. was that player back on the Ennis team, back on the Ennis and Fair team. Everyone loved him. Yeah. And then the last two years, he went rogue. Ennis and Fair. And well, yeah, he's been asked. Fan, and remember, Johnny Flynn. Turned. Sorry, okay. Well, he's been asked to, to have a much bigger role in the offense. Um, and on the team, like as a as a leadership, you know, position. And I, what I, is leadership, Guthrie? Really, what is it? I, I have to say, it's probably it's probably not Trevor Cooney. I don't think the reason he, I'm oh, mad ouch. is the reason I'm mad about this is I think that Syracuse <laughs> team could do things Sorry, if he wasn't if he wasn't involved so much. He could play defense. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, keep him in he's, there for defense. He's but, solid. He's solid at the top of that zone, but stop pulling the trigger. Yeah, I, mean, I guess you. Can't. I mean, there are better shooters on Syracuse. Mm, yeah, and Benajay and I mean, Benajay, ben, yeah, and Benajay and Leiden should be shooting like. They, I mean, they Benajay shot and five three pointers yesterday. Tyler Cooney, Trevor Cooney, sorry, <laughs> Tyler Leiden, Trevor Cooney. <laughs> I'm getting mixed up. Trevor Cooney shot ten, shot double the amount of threes Benajay did. That shouldn't happen ever. Anyway. Enough of that. He has yeah, shot that. He's taken the most threes. Duke, North Carolina. Let's Finally talk about it. Ahead of. Was there any doubt in your mind heading into that game? Well, Guthrie. I oh, know. yeah. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some doubt. I, I, I told him there's no way North Carolina's losing this game. They didn't. And I was at John Paul Charles Arena getting ready to watch Louisville, Virginia person. And I was downstairs watching Carolina Duke on TV. And I watched one possession where North Carolina got six offensive rebounds. On one possession, they got six offensive rebounds. That was a. It was also a brick fest. You know, you talk about the rivalry. What a great rivalry! How many? That was an awful game to watch. Mm. That was a wolf game. Brick fest. Carolina fans and Duke fans will admit it. I'm sure. UNC got 56 percent of the uh, offensive rebounds and 82 percent of the defensive rebounds in that game. They, as expected, I guess they dominated the the glass. Man. But um. I kind of felt like you. I didn't. Duke was in the game, but I also just watching that game, watching possession to pe- possession. I didn't feel like UNC was about to slip and give it up like they they did in the previous matchup this season. I felt like they were more in control than previously, mm-hmm. um, and that's weird because it was in Durham. But even even when even when Duke was you know making some shots, I. I felt like North Carolina was had the game in hand. So Bryce, because of that atrocious Duke effort on the glass, kind of put himself back in the conversation for ACCPOY. You'll find out, I mean, the team, once this is released, because we're taping this on a Sunday before it's released. We're like, like taping two hours before the teams are announced. But I don't know. Are they not going to take our picks into consideration? Do we not get a vote for the? Uh... I think it's just a provisional ballot. <laughs> this one doesn't actually. Let me count. ask you a question: Would you want a ballot? It's too much pressure. I've never dealt with it well. 
Well, here's the great part. You don't really have to make it public. <laughs> did you know that? No, I did not. They, they're not made public at all. Well, some writers choose some, to do yeah, it. Yeah, they use it, yeah. But I was having this conversation yesterday with a writer who said, yeah, it's all shenanigans. You get TV people voting for this, too. Like, TV people vote for this. What's wrong with TV people? Do you know what kind of questions TV people ask in post-game conversations? How did this win make you feel? It's a TV person question. I've always felt like the... How uh, important is this win for you? Yeah. Uh, important? <laughs> this win doesn't matter at we all, need a, you need a You need a soundbite to plug in. I've always felt like the, uh, the, the sloppy question, which I've fallen into trap myself, but I have tried to avoid, but a lot of sports reporting falls into it, is talk about this game. Talk about how... Talk about the rebounding of this game. I just say elaborate so I, I can get around. So you sound smarter? Yeah. It or I don't sound like I'm, I'm saying talk about this. How no. do you feel? How what does are you this feeling right feel? now? Um, other things to but well, I'm not I'm not giving writers a pass because there's some retarded writers out there, no doubt, especially in how they vote, especially on Tobacco Road. I just want to say in some that nonsense game, Chase Jeter, 141 offensive rating, according to Ken Palm. Okay, almost uh, had a trillion. Yeah. Can I make another observation about Duke and North Carolina? Oh, excuse me. That's wrong. Almost had a trillion. Yeah, I, I, I was yeah, yeah. You only played seven minutes. I got this all wrong. I'm I take sure, it all back. I'm not sure. You were looking at Luke uh, Yeah, Luke Kennard played okay. very well. Yeah. He did. I was telling this to Guthrie yesterday. Or was I telling it to No, I wasn't telling it to Guthrie. Uh, after Duke lost, Krzyzewski said in the post game, and he said this, I don't know how many times this year, but a lot, his team watched... We're just, we're really, really tired out there. And we're thin. Like, if you're really tired after that game, what's going to happen when you play Carolina, if you play Carolina a second time? You'll be on your third game in three days. I Are was you going to be really, 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 it, really, really tired? I mean, come on. In a tournament situation where there's <laughs> no rest and you have a short bench and you're you know playing a six-man rotation, and yeah, it's, it's going to just get tougher. You know, he could always make the rotation larger, or get more scholarship players in. But no, saving up for trying to get, I don't know, six. Six one and dunners will do that to you if you're targeting six one and dunners. Yeah, then too bad. That's life. I mean, if you, you sold yourself for the national title. I was going to say, but you job. traded it for a national He got title. a national championship. I'm not going to lie, I would do that. I would do that too, but yeah. you got to deal with it. That. You deal with it the next year. Anyway. Do we think that Duke team makes a Sweet 16 because of the really, really, really tired factor. Because they're going to be really tired. They will be. Uh, it depends on their draw. Like everything, I guess. But okay. I, I think I'm inclined to say right now, no. No. I think mm. I think they'll... I'd say I'd say almost definitely not. Don't say, we don't know the draw, but I'm with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. All right, finally, last game. Seems hard for them. The last game of, of the regular season was right in our, our area, our realm, Charlottesville, where Virginia defeated Louisville. 68-46. It was physical. It was pretty ugly in the first half. The second half, it really opened up points-wise. Virginia had 39 second-half points. Louisville had 29. Mike Toby for Virginia went out of his mind on his senior night. He went 15-20, and 20, matching the uh, almost matching the Bryce Johnson 21 rebound mark from earlier in the evening. And so the Virginia seniors all came to play. It was almost like a storybook ending, and... 
I'm sure it was the late deadline for writers, but they probably had some great leads because Mike Toby had 15 and 20. Malcolm Brogdon led all scorers. Evan Nolte hit a couple threes, and Anthony Gill played well in the first half. Got him off to a good start. When I look at this game, and Rick Pitino said this in the post-game press conference, Virginia's just a team that then knows how to get us. They're they're the they're our kryptonite. They they could just crush us. But other than that, I thought we had a great season. That was those were his words, paraphrased. Yeah, I mean that sounds pretty accurate. But UVA, were you surprised at the margin? I was. I was definitely. I mean, they held Louisville to seventeen points in the first half. Didn't this feel like a seven-point Virginia win heading in? And just cover yeah. the spread? It just felt like that. Yeah. I don't they, know. I, they got a 22-point I win. certainly did not see foresee that that would be – the margin of victory would be that great. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, it certainly helps that Louisville did not shoot great from outside. They only were four of 22 from three. Damian Lee struggled all night. Malcolm Brogdon did a great job. They didn't really get – they didn't get Onuaku going. No. He got into some foul trouble later. Um, fouled out, right? Didn't, and then – He fouled out with seven minutes and change left. So, yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, they just the, – the defense that UVA plays just stymies Louisville. And the way that uh, the uh, full-court pressure that Louisville plays didn't really hurt Virginia. And – Virginia Got actually, to Parentes just a little bit. Yeah, it, they but did. I yeah, felt like turned, it was more in the half over court. That one time. I felt like it was more in the half the court and half. it was sloppiness. But the coming up, Virginia actually moved the ball up the court through that through the over the ten second mark faster than I than I feel like they usually do, and it was basically to prevent the what Louisville's press is designed to do is to make you go into your sets with a lot less time. And UVA moved right. the ball a little bit faster than they're used to, and it worked, I felt like. Here's what I, I didn't understand about Louisville. And I guess you can't change your game plan, but I guess you can't change who you are defensively. But they're very physical. They foul a lot. They foul a lot. And right. that's not good when you're playing a team who's very good at shooting free throws. Mm-hmm. I mean, Virginia shot, what, 30. 23 of 30. Yeah. And that's more always than said. that's more than the amount of points Louisville had in the first half. Right. So that's what I was thinking. Watching it is like, all- what's what's the use of bumping Malcolm Brogdon seventy feet away from the basket? Well, the idea is right, what's Patino the point? Has always said that he, they can't call them all, so we might as well be super aggressive. Yeah. And the trade off of those free throws is that you you know frustrate their defense and then get some turnovers, and they. The trade-off, the math didn't work in their favor in this game. Virginia had how many turnovers? Um, 13? Yeah, 13. Five from Parentes. Right. Yeah. Woof. Okay. I felt like we're all in the half court. Enough of that. Um, that game was pretty self-explanatory if you watched it. To the ACC tournament, our next segment here on the ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast. Okay, guys. Game one, real quick. NC State, Wake Forest. I think this is a coin flip. You do? Yeah. Are you going to make a pick? Uh, I would take NC State. I'm taking Wake Forest. I would take Screw NC it. State all day. Screw it. I'm taking Wake Forest. So I, I, we think the line is going to be NC State uh, as four-point favorites. Really? And I'm going to take NC State to win. And I don't know about to cover, but... Yeah, I. I you know what? I might as well just go all in. I'm going to take them to cover and win. Okay, can, that's game one. 
Game one, yeah. Noon, <laughs> it's a difficult choice for me. Noon on Tuesday. Game That's one. That's right, noon yeah. on Tuesday. So we have two NC States and one Wake Forest on the Wake Forest. Game two, Florida State Boston College. Unanimous round the table. Let's go. Florida State. We all think Florida State. Florida State. Okay. With sorry, apologies sorry, BC. to BC, right? Yeah. Do you think it would certainly be a great story? I'd love to see him win. Does a that game. coach get fired? Should he? Jim Christian. That's a second season, right? I second it, season. I think so. I think I think he definitely gets and BC at fans least probably are like praying like, like man, those Donahue days. Those were good. <laughs> I mean, they, remember that game where they beat Syracuse in the dome? Like when Syracuse was undefeated? Yeah. Incredible. But I mean, the thing is, the recruits coming in for BC are not going to change the landscape for next season. So it's going to be like next season is not going to be too much better mm-hmm. unless they, unless, I mean, Eli Carter's, it's his last year of eligibility this year. He'll be gone, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. So I, I can't see this getting better next, next season for them. Anyway. Pitts Who knows? Some, some game three, weird stuff can happen. Wednesday. Noon Wednesday. Pitt Syracuse. Who are you taking? Guthrie, I'll start with you. And why? Uh, yeah, so this 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 was the game I was thinking of when I was talking about uh, Pitt playing um, before. Anyway, uh, they, they really need this in order to make the tournament, I think. I think if they lose this, they're on the outside looking in. I'm going to take Pitt. I think they're gonna they're gonna muster muster the energy needed on defense and break down the zone. This is such a good game. I mean, I think uh, right now we're seeing that Syracuse will be a one point favorite, but I I mean, for all intents and purposes, it's it's a it's a pick'em. Um, Should it be? I mean, the way it's going right now, yeah. If you look at the numbers, they are so close as to be almost. I mean, indistinguishable in terms of like their rankings. They're right next to each other. And I feel like just they're both kind of from in the course of the season, they're both kind of in that same. They both had moments during the season where they felt like, hey, the sky's limited. Now we're on. Now we're good. You know, Pitt looked like they might be a contender mm. for the conference early on. Yeah, Syracuse not, not has really. had some moments, no. but none of them. They all kind of fell back to earth. I'm going to, I will take Syracuse. Um, I'm taking Syracuse too. Yeah, I think I'll, that I'll tell you why. I think that they're just right now they're playing with a little bit more consistency, a little bit more stability. The their shooters are have been a little bit more stable in the past past couple weeks since Pitts. I think Silent G, Michael Benajay, right, is going to be a little bit ticked off. I don't think he's going to make first team, and I think he's going to break it. In the ACC tournament, and I think it'll start in Game Three, noon Wednesday against Pitt, and hopefully Trevor Cooney won't sabotage the effort, and hopefully you'll get more Tyler Lydon touches, you'll get more interior touches. I mean, if they get an efficient or good game out of Cooney, then it changes the calculus. I, Syracuse, I mean, Syracuse will definitely win. They'll be. I, I don't want. Lots to, of I, want I don't want that game out of Cooney. I want him to take six shots the whole game. That's what well, I, want I said. In efficient. If he goes three for six from three point range, Syracuse will win. Yeah, that's all. That, that's asking a lot. If he shoots forty percent or above from, three what if point? he makes his first two? He might take fifteen. You know what they tell good shooters? I want to see, I wanna see night, more Malachi Richardson. I want to see more Benajay. I want to see more Roberson. I haven't said that yet. 
Yeah, that's right. How do you think Pitt's offense will do against the Syracuse Sun? Well, they're not going to have their mid-range shots unless it's coming in that hole of the zone. What do you think? They they drop Young in that hole? I've Pitt's offense, I think, settles for tough shots. Long, but, but shot, that might tough be shots. good against Syracuse. It actually might be good. Well, Except earlier they don't, this season, they don't offensive rebound like a lot of the other ACC teams. That's their only downfall against the zone. But they're 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 shooting kind of sets up well against Syracuse. I don't know. I I mean, I just think Syracuse is going to be able to contest those shots enough. I mean, the reason Pitt's offense was so seems obvious to say okay. they they were so good earlier in the season is because they were hitting those tough shots and that I, they kind of regressed a little bit and fell back to earth and. That zone is going to make those shots always contested. They're not going to be open. Their offensive rebounding isn't enough to take advantage of the Syracuse, you know, zone traditional lapse of rebounding. And I, I'm taking Syracuse. I'm taking Syracuse. Two PM I like, on went. I like Pitt. Make so the case I'm, for Pitt. Yeah. So I think I think their shooting is good enough, and I think they have options in that high post, in the the soft area in the Syracuse zone. Artists can artists can play in that high post area. Michael Young can play in that high post area, yeah. And I think I think they have they have the the shooters needed to to beat the Syracuse zone. And I mean, I'll I mean February twentieth they beat Syracuse in the dome by fourteen <coughs> points. I That's think, a good point. Yeah, that's a good I'm, point. But I just watched the last two games. That's why I'm going the other way. Yeah. Okay. Wednesday, two p.m. The five seed Duke will play in game four. They're going to play either NC State or Wake Forest. Now, Duke will be on how many days of rest? Sunday, Monday, three days of rest. So they're only going to be tired in this one. They're not going to be really tired. I think Duke is going to win. Yeah, I Over mean it's, Wake Forest or NC State. Yeah, one. I mean, yeah. Do we they're, need to talk be, about this? Do we need to? They're going to be at NC State. Do you have Do you have something to say about this? Let me make my case here. Let me Let me go out on a limb here and you're taking State. Do some crazy talk. I think NC State. Will be Duke in this game. I think NC State wins two ACC tournament games. Cat Barber, um, he's going to earn his place at the table. I and they, I have no, I can't tell you. Oh, I'm looking at uh, the metrics and telling you why. I just think I've always thought that NC State um, has the talent. I say that a lot. I think Anya and Abu will be able to really, I mean, abuse the interior. I mean, Plumlee has played well. He's Plumlee has played well, but I think just they have more minutes to go around inside, more quality minutes, and they have you know more bodies, and just I think they're going to take advantage of that inside. I think. Uh, wait, you gonna, think Abdul Malik Abu and BJ Anya are going to take advantage in the interior? That's right. Words never uttered before. <laughs> until today, there's a first for everything. Well, if, if those <laughs> Taylor, I'm just gonna play devil's advocate. Yeah, oh, yeah, please. Oh, why, why I realize they, that I'm probably why did, why in the small it, minority of people. If they're gonna win this game, they're gonna win by shooting and getting to the rim with their guards. Right now, I think, now I think Cap Barber yes, interior, has to have a great game. Like, I mean, he's, he has to, of course. What were they doing against Notre Dame and their one interior player then yesterday? Like, what were they doing? Yeah, where were those guys? It's not. They're, they? they're definitely. What were they doing? Focused on the perimeter, but I mean, I think they're gonna. Get those second chance points. They block the ball at a very high rate, make it tough to score inside. Uh, and I mean, this is, I'm making the case for how I see the game going for them to have to win, obviously. And NC State probably going to push the pace. Duke might want to push the pace also. And I mean, I think that favors NC State if the game speeds up. But if they push the pace, they'll be really tired. 
Duke will be. Like the next game, they'll be really tired. Right. Something to think yeah. about. Yeah, I mean, no, that certainly is something to think about for Duke <laughs> going forward. This whole fatigue thing with Duke is just the, the, so the, the biggest thing, sham. No, you know, ahead, I, yeah. I completely agree. It's it's ridiculous. But So the other thing, NC State, they have the potential to get hot. And so Cat Barber, actually a pretty decent Do they? decent shooter. Oh, he's a good shooter. I, I'd say decent. He added a three-point shot to his arsenal this year. Yeah. And made all the yeah I mean, he shoot 30, 32%. Yeah, I mean it's 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 fact check this. Okay. 34%. 34%. I was close. But I mean they have so the Martin the Martin brothers okay. Maverick Rowan though. Yeah. I think he's <laughs> he is he is the next uh Scott Wood. He is the next like hated <laughs> NC State. He went over 10 when I saw him in person. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Well, alert USA today. The next Scott Wood. <laughs> Headlines read. <laughs> Game 5. Clemson. So we agree. NC State beats Duke. No, you're alone in that. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Okay, okay. No. Duke's only going to be tired in that one, so I think they're going to win. Clemson, Georgia Tech, Game 5. This is a fantastic matchup. 7 o'clock, Wednesday. I, I mean, Georgia Tech is really frisky. That team, and they're always in close games. That's been the Reddick joke for the last two years. They don't have a good coach. Let's... Stay with that narrative. If they did, no, they would... I, so I said at the beginning of this this season, I, I like say, Brian I, Gregory. I'm just waiting for Guthrie to talk about Georgia Tech. How much you love them? I, I, gosh, man, they have been like maybe the surprise of the ACC season. If you yeah. ignore Virginia Tech yeah. and yeah. a few other storylines, but all the other teams, <laughs> if you ignore all other 14 teams, but seriously, Georgia Tech has been pretty freaking good. Adam Smith, the Invisible Hand. An amazing shooter. Great nickname. Has anybody called him that? I feel like that's just. I definitely stole that from ESPN. Okay, but yeah, oh, that makes me sad. Shucks. Yeah, but but seriously, I uh, I, I I mean, this will be a fun game to watch. <laughs> and Marcus George's Hunt. I mean, he probably should get. He should. He probably should, deserves first team, but he's going to get second or third team. Yeah, if you were Chris wait, wait, Berman, wait, wait, you'd be wait, calling him what? Marcus Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Wait, you said Hunt. first team. I think so. The kid, the kid is really freaking good. First of all, kid, he's uh, a man. I mean, he's younger than I am, so he's by default a kid. I think I give think of eight players I'd put ahead of him. I think it's good. I'm but, impressed that you could right well, off the top of your head say there are eight players, exactly eight. <laughs> Clemson, I'm going with best player on the floor wins this one for the Tigers. That's how I'm going. They'll have the best player on the floor, and I think that's enough in game one. Yeah, I'm going to go five, with Clemson, sorry. too. I'm going Clemson. Guthrie... Likes GT though. I, I, li- I yeah, I like Georgia okay. Tech. They've been playing well. All right. I mean, I think Georgia Tech. They're so reliant on offensive rebounding as part of their offense, and Clemson is not a great defensive rebounding team. So I can see it that being tough. But I think Cle- the Clemson offense will be able to take advantage of the usually pretty decent Georgia Tech defense. Virginia Tech, Florida State, Game Six. We got we got to keep going through this. We're behind. Yeah. We're not on a schedule. We've got all the time in the world. Well, so it's got to get finished before Tuesday. I'm taking Florida State. Uh, Virginia Tech on the road or away from home. Like they they do have an advantage there. Quick turnaround for the Seminoles. Fatigue fatigue factor. I know you're big on that. Except only re- maybe for Duke. They didn't look tired last year. Florida State. I don't. I, think I watched them at the Coliseum. 
in a quick turnaround. They had plenty of energy. Yeah. That's an athletic team. Come on. They're not going to get tired. They're not Duke. I think Florida State wins. The two teams met in the regular season. How many times? Once? Twice? Once. And two won. What was it? Virginia Tech won at home. Virginia yes. Tech won at home by 10 points. Yes. I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't care. I'm taking Florida State. I'll take Tech. I want to see a matchup of uh, Virginia Tech and uh, Miami. Miami. Yeah. That was that was a fun one to watch, at least from our perspective, sort of. Yeah. I, I also will take uh, Virginia Tech. Um, I think they are going to be disciplined on defense, uh, force all those threes that, you know, Bacon and Beasley are going to take to be really contested. They're going to make it tough on them. Uh, and I think Virginia Tech is going to get to the line. I mean, they take the number one, their free throw rate is number one in the nation, and I think they're going to get to the line against Florida State, and I, I'll take Virginia Tech in a close one. Okay. Or split. Two on one. I'm taking Florida State. This is where it gets really hazy because we have a lot of moving parts at this point by Thursday. Thursday noon, the one seed gets on the floor of North Carolina. They'll play either Pitt or Syracuse. I don't think it matters. North Carolina. North Carolina. North Carolina rules. Yeah, yes. I, I, North Carolina. Number four, Notre Dame. Who's more likely to get upset? Here's my question. Notre Dame or Miami? Would it, I don't think it would be an upset if... Well, it, just from a seeding standpoint, who's the most likely candidate of the double-by teams between those two to get N- knocked off? Notre Dame. Only because they play first right, only they lose first. <laughs> I think that I think both teams have a pretty good shot of getting knocked of off, getting knocked off in this round. I mean, Miami potentially will play a Virginia Tech team that just stomped them at home, and like that has to be fresh in their minds. I, I mean, I, I don't know, and that makes them more likely to lose. I don't. No, know. no. I mean, I'm just saying, like they didn't figure out the Virginia Tech defense in 40 minutes. Like, do you really? Th- I, I mean, I think Larinaga is a great coach. But I don't know if they're going to be able to figure out the Virginia Tech defense in another 40 minutes, at least to the degree that they need in order to win. I think it's crazy to think that Virginia Tech has a better chance of beating Miami. And, and assuming Virginia Tech wins, Virginia Tech or Florida State has a better chance of beating Miami I than agree, Duke beating Notre Dame. I, agree, I mean, Taylor. that's just higher. Yeah. yeah. I'm with Taylor on this one. Yeah. That Fair being enough. said, I think it'll be NC State against Notre Dame. I don't Notre think Dame. Notre Dame should and make- I think Notre Dame will win. I don't think Notre Dame's making the semis. I'm, I'm going to put my foot down there. They're kind of I, going I, with you this. You know what? I'm banking on a really, really, really tired Duke team to come to pull through. Like, against all odds, those Warriors. I think they're going to get it done. To the semis? Yeah, and then they're going to get and throttled. Then the, yeah, Notre yeah. Dame is kind of, they have, they're, it looks like, or they looks like, I don't know if they're trying for it, but they seem to have the same recipe as last year, where it's, you know, Torch people on offense, make a run into the deep in the conference tourney, then make another run deep into the it tournament. Happen. It can happen. I don't think it doesn't seem like they have as much of that magic, whatever that intangible stuff is, you know, that you know when you feel it that, <laughs> that they have. Uh, okay. If you can see the hand motions I'm making in the studio right now, I don't think they have as much. Game as they nine, had last game year. nine, Virginia against either Clemson or Georgia Tech. I think it's going to be Virginia Clemson part three. Who's swept the Tigers in the regular season? I think they're marching on again because, I mean... It's hard to beat a team three times. Yeah. As the saying goes. But what if you're better? What if Thank you, just... Lou Holtz. <laughs> and every other... What if you're better at basketball? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, well, that would be a compelling argument. Still difficult, but I think EVA. Wins. So here are the here are the cases against Virginia, which Guthrie just gave one of them. Hard to beat a team three times, and number two, Virginia hasn't beaten Georgia Tech this year. Ah, yeah, cases well, against Virginia. When when it's Virginia Georgia Tech, it's going to be if Georgia Tech can make outside shots. Like if they shoot like they did against UVA, that Georgia in Tech Virginia Atlanta, game still baffles me because you got. I don't know the the checkers champion Stevenson with, with hit the chess like, master Bennett and uh, Gregory your boy yeah. Brian Gregory going going back and forth yeah uh, Virginia consensus through to the semis Miami Virginia Tech or Miami Florida State I worry about this Miami team but I you're think a worrier you I think just they, worry about I think everyone. they bounce back I think they bounce back and and get their laces straight and yeah. I like getting Vir- killed. I like Virginia Tech. <laughs> oh, I, I know. yes, I love I know. it. I man, I really like Larenega. I just read this great Who article. Doesn't? I read this great article about the George Mason run in <laughs> 2006, and it just made me respect him a little bit more. And I didn't think it was possible, but anyway, great. I love that. That's your extra thing. <laughs> I, uh, I mean. I love that you're picking Virginia Tech. I'm picking Miami. One of the things I just want to say about Miami that I can't believe I have never brought up yet this entire season. Get it out. Is their warm-ups are sleeveless hoodies. How? I mean, that alone, they deserve to be a two-seed in the NCAA tournament if they if they lost all their games this entire year. Sleeveless hoodies, warm-ups. They look amazing. They look fantastic. I love that's how that, that was your extra thing. <laughs> <laughs> but this is it. They're also an Adidas school. You know that. Well, Adidas. They have the worst kits, jerseys, uniforms, whatever you want to call kits? it. Kits? Well, you just called soccer a lesser yeah, sport. Now you're talking about kits over here. Uh, the, the, sorry. Adidas, right, the Adidas V-necks and I don't know. I like a little, good V-neck. A deep V? Little what? Uh, I, I take Adidas waistbands. over Under Armour. Mm-hmm. Under Armour's dead to me since Maryland left the ACC. Yeah, right. yeah pretty much. I just want to say the sleeveless hoodies for the warm-ups for Miami are fantastic. And Adidas reps, get at me. Please send me a free sample. <laughs> ACC Basketball Degenerates uh, sleeveless hoodie. Can we talk yes. title game? Because we're picking chalk there. Yeah, Come on, yeah. let's face it. Yeah, I mean, North Carolina. Unless you're going to take NC State, Taylor, to the title game. No, I already said All I think right, Notre good. Dame. Well, I think North Carolina is is waltzing to the championship game, and I think Virginia will battle to the championship game. That's yeah, that's my prediction. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right, honestly. And then the rematch would be really good. UNC Virginia. Oh, that would be great. Nine o'clock Saturday night. DC. Don't know how this venue is going to be. But we're going to be there. The ACC Basketball Degenerates will be there. We'll be tweeting from the tournament on site from Press Row, so you can look forward to that. Our, and our press pass, again, goes unrevoked. Always. All right, guys, before we wrap up with our... So are we going to make a pick? Hold on. Before that, a word from our sponsor. The ACC Basketball Degenerates podcast is sponsored by Three Notched Brewery. 
That's right. Named after a colonial era trail running through central Virginia, Three Notch Brewery develops innovative beers around bold characters that left their mark on American history. Characters like Thomas Jefferson, Jack Jewett, and Patrick Henry. Three Notched beers can be found at fine grocers everywhere and at their tasting rooms in Charlottesville and Harrisonburg, Virginia. Three Notched Brewing. Leave your mark right, to the first team and the POI and the Koi. The poi let's, and the koi. Let's start with the koi. Start with the koi. This this might be somebody go first because I don't the most debatable accolade. Yeah, I on mean, the board. How, how do you how do you rate this exactly? They they talked about this on one of the podcasts I listen to all the time, and I mean, I completely agree. It's the like, slate political gabfest. Yes, that right, one, our candidates that one. are Huckleberry Hound, Jim Laranega, Tony Bennett. Buzz? Yeah, why not? Why not Buzz? Well, yeah, so the way I see it is you can either reward the team that exceeded expectations or you can just, like, give it to the team. The most exceeded expectations. Give it to the team who won the league. Yeah, right. You know, hey, you won the championship. Good job. But then why isn't it called, like, the Williams title award? Should he get the award after some of his, I don't know, like, the Duke game? Does he deserve the the award? Wait, not calling a timeout? No, not that. Just how, that's his how thing. He, how he coached in that second half. He always wears. Decided I love not his, to make uh, an adjustment. Check suits. I'll say that again. <laughs> I wouldn't vote for Roy, but he did win the regular season. So you gotta. I guess you give him credit for that. I do give him credit for that, but yeah, yeah. I think you have to. Uh, I probably wouldn't I, vote for him either. I would. My vote would be Larenega. <sighs> I was, I was about to say he if you want my vote, and then I thought I double checked myself and I said, "Really?" <laughs> I might actually go with as Guthrie was saying, uh, Buzz Williams, just because you know it seems like Virginia Tech did the most with the least. Mm-hmm. But if you want to split the difference, Larinaga is you know coach Miami to a top three finish in the ACC or right tied. Right, yeah, where were they picked? Were they picked like fifth? Miami, yeah, or fourth maybe? Notre Dame was picked fourth. Yeah, that's, that sounds right. Yeah, my, I mean, they, they certainly exceeded expectations. They exceeded expectations, I feel like, what people thought they would do. Top three finish. So you kind of get both the you know upper echelon of upper the Upper echelon and, and exceeding. Yeah. Uh, that's fair enough. I can see. I'll, I'll vote Larinaga with my you, imaginary ballot. Who do you ballot. think will win? Who do you think will win the, the coach? I think he will. You think so? I mean, that seems like a pretty good case, right? People will get a little, little column A, little column B. I think Roy Williams will win. Given given the the hype that surrounded North Carolina, I mean, regard like if you ignore the fact that they were picked to win the ACC at the start of the season, like the hype that was surrounding North Carolina, like the scandal, and Marcus Page picked as co-player of the year, and like was kind of disappointing. All of those storylines yeah. well, wasn't he supposed to develop under the watchful well, eye? You could also coach. well, you could I, also sit, make it as this kind of case. They had one player who was supposed to be player of the year, and then now a completely separate player is now the player of the year in Bryce Johnson, or you know, mm. candidate for player of the year. So they're good enough that he's good enough coach that he can elevate somebody else. They're a good enough team that they have two guys who potentially... You're starting to win me over. I might vote for Huckleberry with my imaginary ballot in front of me right now. I mean, I probably still wouldn't vote for him, but I think no. there's a good chance. Yeah, I think it's either him or Larry Nigga that will win the, the ballot. Yeah. In... You know. I predict Williams will win, but Larinaga deserves it. He made the ACC great again. <laughs> yeah, Larinaga was a game away from sharing the title. 
I'm going to go that way. Yeah. That's yeah. that's my either, that's either, my hammer on that one. He was a yeah. game away from winning uh sharing the title. I'll go with Laredica. Player of the year? Or all no, no, first. Go. Yeah, player of the year. Okay, why not? All right. I'm, well, I would vote for Malcolm Brogdon cuz I watched yeah. I, I watched the defensive side of the floor in basketball games. I mean, to me it's no but brainer. Other voters don't. Yeah. They, they yeah. don't understand. No, I think he'll win. They do. Do you think I don't think so. I think Bryce Johnson. You think Bryce Johnson will win? I do. Really? He has mm-hmm. more more statistics in the yep. defensive categories. He has more more blocks to Bra- to but Brogdon's steals defender. or whatever. He's not. No, but that doesn't matter. Now here's like, here's the big conundrum, and I'm talking to you people down in the triangle. You've got the guy who won the people. league. All right. You've got the. What do you mean, you Luke? Go ahead. I understand the case for best player on the best team should get it. I understand that case. But then there's also this little head-to-head factor that many writers and voters like to bring up. And head-to-head, if you watch that Carolina-Virginia game, you said Malcolm Brogdon was better than Bryce Johnson in that game. Uh, I mean, one, I think the case you have to make against Bryce Johnson is, yeah, he has just bigger numbers, but he uh, <laughs> tended to disappear or at least not have as big an impact on big games, it felt like at certain times. I don't know about that. It's, I mean, and it also felt this is also a product of the position he plays. But his points were created. There's something to be said for being in the right place at the right time. But his points were created by, you know, other people. Do you reward the guy right. who is on the end of the dish and dunks yeah. the ball like he does or, a lot? Or, or maybe if you know Duke could block out or North Carolina can make perimeter shots, he wouldn't have the numbers. You know, because he gets a lot on the offensive glass. I mean, some of that just comes I, down to the, a, what North Carolina really does. He's, he's amazing. He's a really good player. I talk about it let's all stop, the time. Let's stop trying to When they dump it down to him on the block extended and it's just like a quick turnaround that's so smooth, that is amazing. <laughs> and that's what you want. I mean, I love watching it. I could watch that over and over again. And it's yeah. a shame North Carolina doesn't do it more. I'm taking Brogdon because he can guard practically any player on the court. Everyone from Blossom Game to Ingram. To Allen, to Cat Barber, and again completely neutralize them. And then he's he's putting up what like late ACC season twenty a game, at least. I would probably vote for him because of the efficiency factor. Yeah, he's, he's the winner. There. Yeah, Malcolm Brogdon's my ACC POY. Yeah, but do we think Bryce Johnson will win? Yes. Okay, I do. I I think he will probably. No chance that. You get a Grayson Allen no, sneaking no, in there. No, stop okay. it. Stop no chance. It. Grayson stop Allen. It. Just trying to bring up some talking points Allen, here, guys. saw this on Reddit today. Finished with 666 points scored this season. Coincidence? Wow. Wow. No, that's, no, that's not a coincidence. <laughs> it's not. The villain of the league. Boston right, game? First team. First team. George's Hunt? I'm going. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's, let, let, let's, let's go. do all five. Each of us do, give all five each. Brogdon, Grayson Allen, Bryce Johnson... Jerron Blossom game, and I hate to do this, but Cat Barber, sure. Mm. Now, my order would be as follows. Malcolm Brogdon, Bryce Johnson, Blossom game, Grayson Allen, Cat Barber. That would be my order. Guthrie, do you want to go? After you. Go ahead. Okay, I think I would go Johnson, Brogdon, Allen, Barber, 
And gosh, I can't pick the exact same as you, can I? No, you can. I mean, I think it's pretty clear cut. I mean, unless you're going to go silent G. No, I, I yeah. think and I think Blossom are, Game will probably be that that last. He's better. Come on. Yeah. Oh, he, he's he's better. Well, he will be the pick. I'm saying he's a better basketball player. I think. Don't you? Then. Silent G. Oh yeah. And he's better than George's Hunt. Sorry. But to me. be but to be different, I mean. Do we see like you don't have to be different? Just be be correct. It will be Blossom Game. Okay. Do we see a Demetrius Jackson Jackson sneaking in? That's what I could see. No. That's what I could see. I think oh. I think it's a possibility. So I mean, he's the leading offensive player, or you know, most efficient player on one of the leading offensive teams. You want to talk about somebody who's disappeared in big games? Yeah. All right. So I think we're we're all more or less sold on the same four. Brogdon, Allen, Bryce Johnson, Blossom game, right? Am I right? Did you, did you say I think all? Barber. I think Barber is also going to be in there, no question. Barber, so I, I think Brogdon, he deserves- Johnson, Allen, Blossom game. I think we agreed yeah. that's probably going to be the most likely fight. I, mean, I, would, I would probably say <laughs> Cat Barber. I think he deserves it. Yeah. It's it's hard to not to like justify putting someone else well, over Cat Barber. Mm-hmm. What is that I, team I, without Cat really Barber? If you really want me to try, I can... I, I mean, can, I can could, dig up a case like, for that. Really, he doesn't not, take do he it. doesn't take as many shots for North Carolina State as you might think. Like his percentage of shots taken is actually lower than some other players. He, it's not like he is a chucker on a bad team who gets points because he's inefficient and just takes all their shots. He is a very efficient player on a not great team that happens to elevate them because he's that good. I mean, I think on a I think he's very good. I He's, he I just, just definitely deserves I to be first team. I don't like team. how the ball does not move on that team, and I think you can put some of that, a lot of the blame on him. That's all I'm saying. Where does uh, where does Eli Carter finish? Is he in third? Stop third it. out of it. <laughs> poor man's Sorry, I mean, yeah. uh, I don't, I, He deserves some sort of honorable mention. No, probably no. honorable mention. You don't think he'll get no. honorable mention? I think he'll get nothing. No. Should we go second team? Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, Okay. Benajay, definitely on the second team. Are you going to go with Eli Barber on the second team? Eli Carter? Sorry, yeah, George's Hunt. Like, are we putting, are we putting yeah. Marcus oh, yeah. George's yeah, Hunt absolutely. there? Absolutely. Okay, good. Which Miami guy are we going with? We have to go with one at this point. It will. McClellan. Yeah, it'll probably be McClellan. Yeah. I think so. So that's three. I would love to see somebody like Zach Liday make it. I know that he probably won't, but I would like to see him make the second team. I might put him on there. I, I'm a big Zach Lydon I'm fan. putting Anthony Gill on the second team. Oh, yeah. How, we missed him completely. He will definitely make the second team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that How many is that? Is that That's four? That's four. Uh-oh. Got room for Uh-oh. one more. Brandon Ingram. Duh. Yeah. He has come on real strong. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah. That, yeah. I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's amazing to look at his numbers like averaged out over the entire season and then think back to how he was playing in the first half of the season. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just a m- his second He's, half of the season. How was- hard are you guys going to laugh once Marcus Page gets honorable mention? How hard God. are you going to laugh? I'm not going to laugh. I mean, if he gets honorable mention over Eli head. Carter. How, long, how hard are you going to laugh <laughs> when riot. it happens? I'm going to riot. When it happens. Yeah, how hard are you no, I mean, uh, it's, yeah, okay. it's going to be... It's gonna be uh, okay. That's Pretty it, guys. Hearty, That's our show. Laughter. That's our show. Any announcements? Uh, uh, do we do we have any announcements? <laughs> do we have any announcements? We 
Uh, please follow us on Twitter and Facebook and email us your questions for the ACC tourney coming up. Anything you want to know, we'll any, any thoughts, feelings, uh, accbballdgens at gmail.com. That's also our Twitter feed, at accbballdgens, A-C-C-B-B-A-L-L-D-E-G-E-N-S. Um, subscribe to us on iTunes and, and please leave a review, whatever you think. Hopefully it's good. If it's bad, still leave a review, but maybe yeah, please, please sugarcoat please, it a little bit. Uh, critique. We're going to be active this week. It is the most critical week of the year for ACC basketball. It is the tournament where hope springs eternal, even for the cellar dwellers. And, and stay tuned because we may have some special events coming up surrounding the uh, selection for the national tourney and uh, you know after the ACC champion is crowned. That's correct. And lots of gambling on the way next week for sure. This week... We'll toss out some picks once the line's trickle in. All right, so long. Enjoy the tournament.